0: Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of Rantbox. Today I have Nathan Ridley from Hermitage Works Studios. How are you doing Nathan?
1: Hi John, hi everybody. Uh, Yeah, well thanks, yourself. Good
0: stuff. I'm not bad, I'm curious, Um, I have a question for you. Um, The question is, what is the cultural relevance of the producer in the 21st century?
1: Well, it's it's tough not to have a bias. Uh, as uh, I do want to defend the fact that uh, you know I have something, some some part to play. Um, I don't I don't think it's a question of it being a dichotomy in the sense if you need um, someone or not. Um, I think it's a, it's just whatever process uh, works best. Um, I I definitely view, for example, my role uh, more than being able to supply gear or a obviously a nice recording environment um it's more about uh, being part of the creative process bringing an objectivity that maybe people can't find uh, in their bedrooms you know, as there are a lot of uh, bedroom producers these days um which in my experience has also brought great um great stuff and great great um songs you know um, so it's, it's hard to say uh, it's, it's um, yeah different, di- di- different pro- process approach I reckon
0: Okay, um, what you said made me think about something how there is this idea of being the authentic musician these days which encapsulates many different um, jobs or criteria which arguably back in say the 50s even going back further was done by many other people Um, Where do you think that this um, can actually go in terms of people's idea of maybe relaxing on trying to do everything and maybe realizing that they might actually need someone who understands process like Mm. a juicer would?
1: Sure. It might even come, uh, this change, if there has been a change, um, might even come from like down... The, the line in terms of the budget, uh, the time, uh, or even people's availability. You know that 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 we might have shifted in terms of thinking that that is not a an an, an essential part of the of the process. Um, you know, when the industry had loads of money, you don't you not only had uh, a producer. Um, The maybe a solo artist, a whole band um, connected to the studio waiting behind the door to be called up. You had um, a mix engineer, a tape operator. Uh, There were specific people for specific jobs. Uh, I think very um, just simply that a a cut in budget might have uh, shifted our our, our way, and uh, I still we still see it happening in different ways as um, budgets are, are cut and people find um, you know less less means. We try and simplify processes as as much as we can. And then,
0: yeah. Um, very much so. I mean, again, with this idea of what I'll label the hybrid, the person who is a consumer and a producer, they're able to go onto YouTube and various other different places to get ideas as to how to meet industry standards. Um, and yet, um, it might be prevalent for them to consider shadowing other people such as yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel about that as a... Well, it is, it is,
1: it is weird to... Think sometimes um, behind great records there are massive teams, and um, maybe it's something that, on a certain level, um, it's not a first thought, or people don't think. No, um, we like to also how things are portrayed to us we like to think we see a band and we like to th- think of them as geniuses or this craft or, or, or black magic that's been going on. But a lot of the times there's lo- loads of people involved. And I even love um, you know, working on, on some of my own stuff now. The first thing I'm thinking about is what friends uh, can I send this to um, to get a second opinion, to maybe my drummer friend? What do you think about the, the drum parts I've uh, laid down? Or not in terms of do you like it or not, or in ter- like in terms of, is it the right feel Would, you know people that you trust in in getting a second opinion and that's what, the, what? also working with someone uh, uh, another producer is finding someone you trust that is def- def- definitely a big a big part um, in making that work i think
0: sure um i can't help but overhear that Because you're in um, the studio of Hermitage Works, I heard someone who has had a big impact on your um, idea process, Margot Bloom. Can you tell me more about what you've learned from her in terms of how to deal with bands and getting them to think, arguably, for want of a better term, outside of the box?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I started out, obviously, you walk into the studio and you open your eyes to all the knobs and uh, all the wonderful uh, machines that are around you. But then suddenly come to realize, uh, obviously working with Margot and seeing, seeing her work, um, you know, maybe 70% of the job is um, psychological in the terms of um, managing, you know, people's expectation of the recording process versus the results of it. Um, knowing who, and uh, how to speak uh, to each member, even or how to get the best out of people, um, finding finding that um, that flowing positive energy um, yeah so I, I i keep I keep finding myself talking about this a lot more than actually what I might be doing. Uh, when I'm fiddling, do you know what I mean? Um, a, a, a lot more related to, to finding moments with, with, with people. Sure.
0: Um, I want to start off with perhaps the negative and go to the positive. Sure. Right. Have you had an experience? Have you had? Can you tell us one of the experiences that you may have had of a band where um, their non-cognitive ability disrupted um, the ability to deliver?
1: well certainly i i can think of and you know i i respect every everyone's approach and um i i, I sometimes also think who am i to say what's right or wrong no same, same as always but um i did find myself for example uh, one time there was a um, uh, a member so curious of um i don't know if curious or controlling of what i was trying to do creatively um and me not stopping Every step and explaining um, ended up I think in them stopping me uh, constantly asking, and I completely respect the curiosity and I always um, thrive to explain what 's happening so I can allow the band to develop start thinking how i 'm thinking, so that even if we develop a relationship, um, the next time they, they bring a new track in they've potentially thought about what i'm uh, what i'm thinking about when they bring bring me um some songs right so i i i'm always i always think that's a positive thing to include people in how we're thinking as a as a producer so they can Mm. start to take that on but in that in that case um it just felt hindering. It just felt like it was um, it was kind of freezing the moment a bit rather than letting sure. it flow. And yeah.
0: um, this, and I could be wrong, but it does sound like there there are bands who will come to you to do what it is that they really want to do, but don't know how to do, but are unwilling to let go simply because they've been taught about the pack mentality of a band and that mm. everyone's out to get them. Mm. Um, Do you think that that is something that has... I mean, I think it came from the DIY punk movement a lot more than any other period, because then it was really about questioning the establishment. Mm. Um, But do you have any views on this before we go to the positive and more?
1: Yeah, well, well, I... My kind of way around this, I think I understand that um, this is everyone 's baby uh, if, if uh, to put it some way, you know, everyone has uh, this baby that they 've put so much time into and um, you know sometimes gives them purpose sometimes uh, helps them through. Um, whatever else they're dealing with. So I understand the importance and emotional attachment to it. Um, my way around it is to involve myself in that. And um, hopefully if, if I'm also you know, vibing with what we're working on, uh, I can show that I have my best interest and, and, and that I also, to a certain extent, I'm part of the band in that moment. And I'm looking to actually find that thing uh, that they're intending to do and elevate it. Um, and um, so so connecting and and reassuring people that that i'm, I'm on that level and we're, we're, we're trying to to level this up yeah
0: sure sure um so let's move on to that positive example um and there's many bands you've worked with i mean at the front of my mind at the moment i'm thinking of wizard sleeve it's is true. there any particular example you can give of working with them where you uh work, well Keen to get them into a certain place Using a, a way of questioning process
1: mm. Well um, for, for, for me One, one example was they, they came in for a weekend And they had two songs they wanted to record So the, they're from Brighton So they came up the night before Stayed the night And while we were setting up uh, Some drums and stuff They were playing some of their live videos uh, Of a the gig they played uh, A week or two before And there was this one song that popped up and i was like man what is i I remember walking to the room being man what is this you know they were like oh it's just this you know this song that we have and i'm like we're recording this right and they were like no no we've come to record another two i'm like ah well we'll we'll see about that right (laughs) and so obviously you deliver and we want to get what you know uh, what what people have come to do so we recorded those two songs and i and then i remember everyone being happy with that and just saying, okay, everything's set up, right, guys? We still have everything set up, so let's do a take of this uh, of that song that um, that I, I I enjoyed so much. Yeah, you know, everyone was like, "Oh, okay," and everyone was really relaxed because we had done what we come to do. Um, so it just was a one take wonder, a one take wonder, and I just remember every, you know, that feeling when everyone ends the song and everyone's looking around like, "Whoa." We just, uh, we went somewhere, right? Um, and then getting Raz in, um, the vocalist, and he just did a one take also, um, went nuts on the song. Uh, just just um, a perfect kind of coming together of, I think, states of mind, definitely. And, you know, a lot of people talk to me about coming in and having red light fever. And I feel sometimes when that pressure's off and you suddenly... And, you know, and get a take out of, uh, of whatever else. It, it can be magical. So, um, I, I maybe the thing to take from it is that there's not one way. Definitely, and, okay. uh, yeah. And, and, and opening yourself to being free and enjoying enjoying the space. Yeah.
0: I think you've the you've hit the nail on the head, especially when it comes to red light fever. I mean, this idea that when you go into another place away from where you've maybe created the song, um, you're quite comfortable there, normally the bedroom or living room, and then you're in a completely different environment and people freeze. Um, your job, I guess, essentially is to to be like artist liaison, you know, not just the, the technical side of things. Uh, do you Absolutely. have any particular tricks that you want to give away for any of the budding producers out there?
1: In terms of... Uh... Getting people to chill out.
0: Yeah, well, Remember, yeah. this is a channel where people might be watching around at a certain age. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. Very, very correct. Very correct. Always. Um, no, to be honest, everyone that's worked with me will know, um, you know, my first um, thing I like to do is just to sit everyone down in the room and just explain, explain that, you know, I want to be part of this now and... Be on the level with everyone, and i 'm going to share all of my thoughts and everything that I think um, with no filters or or exceptions, and that it 's totally for us to have that uh, discussion and ultimately for the artists to agree and uh, and uh, for us to come to a, a positive elevated um, conclusion hopefully but yeah, just just getting on a level with people and just explaining how. You know, we're here to to be honest and not to offend, and and, and try to get the best result there.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, in my mind's eye, I was hoping you were going to say, "Well, I sit them down in the room." I'd buy them shots
1: and then <laughs> <laughs> I'd get a special you, number. You told, I me, you, told, you told me to be correct. Uh, there are so, I think there are some things that people should come and, and, and experience for themselves.
0: Uh, I, um, no, 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 no
1: spoilers, no spoilers.
0: <laughs> this does segue into perhaps a more um, serious question. I Perfect. feel that there are certain bands who have an idea of what it is to be in a band. And if they haven't been in the band for a long time and then come to you with that caricature or that performance, um, that it might be in your best interest to do either one or two things or either dismantle with them what it is that they're doing. And they can maybe get an inkling to be more authentic. A very dodgy word in this context. Or, Or you understand that they're going to be a performance thing even when they're not taking and have to roll with that. Um, Where do you stand on those two different paths that you could take them down?
1: It's hard. Again, it's hard to say or even to think that there's one way of going about it and every band has different personalities and different characters. Um, Your question did make me think uh, a lot about even people Maybe people have been playing in a band and know, you know, know very well what, what the dynamics are, but then bringing that into a recording studio can be quite different. And especially if you're working with you know, someone else uh, like me or um, kind of also steering uh, creatively. Uh, I find myself um, thinking how uh, there's, there seems to be a, dem- a democracy um, sometimes trying to be applied, be it in a rehearsal room, that sometimes can be inefficient in a recording space. When you are think, you know, you're trying to dissect uh, parts with individual players, sitting, sitting the guitars down, working through the parts, um, not just hitting record, you know, we're like, how does this fit in now with the drum adjustments that we've made and having that time with everyone individually Uh, a lot of times has paid off um, for me and this idea of democratic or turning around constantly everyone constantly asking what do we think depends depends on the people but it can sometimes facilitate great ideas sometimes it can um, it can slow things down
0: yeah we've definitely worked you and I on projects where bands have come in and they they wanted to have an engineer, um, but they have misunderstood the the big gulf and significance of their being a producer for the layman and for bands who haven't maybe thought about that and are watching this. What would you say is the biggest difference between an engineer and the producer in the 21st century for you?
1: It's a very gray area, I think, because um, if I were to place mics uh, and, you know, EQ beautifully and engineer uh, very well. If, if there, there isn't the right production, if there is no producer involved, then I'm just there engineering. If there is no produ- um, production aesthetic uh, applied or even making sure um, parts are in tune, uh, parts are rhythmically played correctly, it's gonna sound as if it's engineered badly. You see my point. Um, you, something can sound great, but if it's not in time, it's gonna sound completely off. It's uh, the mix isn't gonna work. So I think it's a really gray area we find ourselves in. Um, I would, you know, there's this ancient book called The Art uh, of Mixing by David Gibson, and I found it really curious when I read that a few years ago. How the uh, I, I was just expecting it to go straight into, you know, engineering details and it's got a first whole chapter on just basically saying, hey, you're the engineer now, but you're actually responsible for this, 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 this. And it's all, everything I'm saying, you know, uh, pitching, timing, uh, um, all of these things come into, um, uh, maybe for David Gibson, come in to uh play for the engineer also
0: okay um do you feel that there is um more expected from you in terms of say bands delivering something of a a cultural significance or an event or even the role of gender politics where does that all come to play in your experience of being a producer? I know it's quite heavy, but um, I'm, I'm keen to tunnel down this avenue with you.
1: Um, could you rephrase, please? Okay, so... Or, or say again?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, being a producer now arguably means that you will be dealing with people that, not that they weren't sensitive you know, subjects before you know, our day and age, but now communication being what it is. Have you ever found yourself in a position where you're having to understand the new um POV in terms of that band's gender or or say social acumen
1: well of of, of course um I think um uh, if anything music is part of culture and if um, all those other cult- cultural things will feed in, in into what we do um definitely and it's all also again this is where the psychology I think um comes in again and it's understanding who you're working with and what we're trying to do and if we're trying to push boundaries um, with lyrical content or we're trying to not push boundaries but um, take references in something that's happening now um, it's always always um, we're always needing to be in touch sure sure Um,
0: can you give any examples of um, any situation where that Um, played into your experience as a producer
1: well um, I can definitely think of for example um, certain events happening after uh, something has been recorded and lyrics needing to be changed or because of potential uh, nuances that might um, you know in Incline thoughts towards <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe something that isn't isn't really apt yeah.
0: okay okay is this in reference to obviously we're not going to mention the band but are no, we talking about the the prevalence of i say cancel culture in that if a band or individual organization is aligned with something in a certain way that is not deemed to be accepted yeah,
1: and I understand i don 't necessarily think it's a cancel culture it 's not that that person meant that, but it is the the say the form forming of uh you know phrases that might um if something happens, then we think we we think of a word and we uh, join it with that event rather than before maybe it, it, it hadn't had that significance right so it's not necessarily that it's cancelled but it's suddenly been giving a, a, a new meaning sure, uh, sure, yeah
0: that's interesting because uh, I mean before i um, in my mind before that um, was um, I was almost going to say a contagion before that was a very <laughs> <laughs> um, we had the only real exterior impacts that could probably shift the band's focus from who they are to being something that is more acceptable would be the pressure of capitalism Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of them joining say their song to a specific product or advert that wasn't in line with their principles. I mean the first go-to thing will probably be I don't know say John Lydon with that butter um, commercial or sure. Iggy Pop with the insurance ads um, and yet Iggy Pop has survived because like fuck it let him make his money he made no yeah, money in the '60s. let him do it um, whereas John Lydon is probably more contentious within the punk crowd that yeah. he has not necessarily been what it is that he proposed he was though to be fair to John Lydon not that it's my prerogative really um, is that at the time he was saying that you know did you ever feel that we've been cheated he was already aware that it was a self um, congratulating entity and that it shouldn't have been seen as being the more authentic thing. Um, so if there's a question in any of that, I don't know, but
1: I'm with sure <laughs> you. The view. I de- definitely think it's how those uh, different personas have portrayed themselves. And I definitely, I'm not saying that Ig- Iggy Pop uh, hasn't been political, um, but I think we definitely associate someone like John Lydon with punk principles and aesthetics and are maybe shocked more by something like that rather than knowing Iggy to be flying off of stage and hey well he's doing an insurance um, ad with his really cool vocal that we all still love you know so um, uh, uh, yeah
0: yeah um, we'll we'll be wrapping up in a little bit I just want to chase this a little bit down so Do you find, again, this whole lineage of expectancy to do all these different jobs, to have um, the persona that is completely intrinsic to the ideology of what they're putting out, can that be in itself, and I will use the word now, can that be a contagion to bands coming in? Because let's face it, sometimes you might be a 25-year-old who lives in Surrey and has always had four houses, not four houses, Mm -hmm. four rooms in their house Mm -hmm. um, that aren't really necessary to do with mod cons Mm -hmm. and yet Mm -hmm. you have a certain leather jacket you have a certain idea of what you want to put out there can those two different uh say personalities become an issue in the studio
1: again it's about finding someone on a level finding someone you're confident to share with emotionally hopefully that that's what 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 i hope um when we're working here in the studio um Sorry I I've had a bit of a brain freeze now. Um, I'm sure we can we can cut. But uh what what what, what was the um, you, you 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 were well, saying.
0: What I can say is this just to make it even more clearer.
1: Yeah. Oh okay I think... sorry I I have a I have an answer. I don't think necessarily um you know I what I sorry uh, I think uh, a band uh, looks for what i what I would want I, I usually think about what I would want if I were in in a, a band 's position and when when sharing uh, this creative moment, um, I would want a persona I am looking for a persona not only not only Rather than aesthetics, or the leather jacket, as you're telling me, is a confidence in what they're talking about, or a, or a confidence in in their knowledge of um, the music that they've uh, listened to or produced. Um, uh, I'm I, 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 and that's what that's the you know the the the, the character I, I'm trying to um, put across, and not not in a in a putting it on sense, but bringing that part of me um, to the table for everyone to then, psychological again, feel that they're in in a confident space, um, ready to uh, take risks, ready to, you know, um, make maybe something that's a hard decision because of how attached you're some you're to something i think you will be able to make something like that if someone in my position presents um confidently.
0: yeah yeah for sure i think that's definitely a defining trait of um my privy to working with because if people aren't investigating who they are they won't necessarily know what a risk is they might think just in the being of them being in a room with like you sure. and like three other people that are in the band that they're making the risk. Yeah. when reality is they, they turned up to make I, I don't know Sergeant Pepper again and sure. it's like, I don't think the world necessarily needs to sure. hear Sergeant Pepper from them it'd be more valuable to hear what they
1: are. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah but it, the, I think the main point of what you said is I don't think it's necessarily what we're wearing or um, it's, it's, it's what we're saying and, and how, how we're saying that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, in, in wrapping up, is there any other particular thing that we could um, actually talk about in regards to the specifics of Hermitage works that, that might be interesting for the viewers? Because I, yeah. I have to say, um, I go to various different studios and they've all got their quirks, all got their sure. unique aspects. Um, but unlike any other studio I've been to Hermitage Works seems to be a place where it doesn't feel like any work's being done even though (laughs) it doesn't feel like an office environment even looking at the background there I mean viewers if you're not aware that this is part of the studio Um, so yeah can you tell me a bit more about that that ability to put across a a laid-back atmosphere yeah absolutely absolutely.
1: Um, I think we mainly because we're we've thought about the psychological again, as as I've said many times, Um, uh, we're very keen on making a physical contact, uh, having people come in, let's have a chat. Uh, What are we, what what are your ideas? What, what, you know, or tell me a bit about yourself Um, to then um, pre-production, which, you know, I like to include in, in, you know, as part of, of, of the package of what we do here, pre-production, allowing people to, you know, allowing me also to sit in a room with everyone and play and get a first feel of, of that live thing, to be able to think about how to translate that on, on, onto a record. The best uh, results has always been when I've had an opportunity to do that. Um, it allows people to, you know, get comfortable with the space, um, Uh, understand the vibe uh, and not step in for the first time on the day being like whoa what is where where are we and what what are we doing and who am I working with right and so it it allows me to have that interaction it allows people to um, and get to know the place and that interaction allows me already to you know talk about some pointers, and already start working on it. Um, so even though we're laid back, we're relaxed, we have time to see each other and talk, we're actually cracking on um, in, in, in different ways. Maybe getting someone to just come and, uh, and talk for a couple of hours might not seem that you're working on the track, but you're already working on potentially the confidence when they come to record and being comfortable uh, and allowing for those results to happen.
0: Indeed, indeed. Nathan, this has been fundamentally a spiritual awakening. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Reawakening. I feel born again. (laughs) Thank you for talking to me. Thank Thank you
1: for the the great questions.
0: (laughs) Great answers. Where can people find uh, the studio online should they wish to visit?
1: Well, um, we have a Facebook page, but most importantly, an Instagram. Uh, So it's just at Hermitage Work Studios. uh, And you can find some weird and wonderful pictures uh, and content about what we're doing here
0: indeed i will add a link into this description thank you for watching us people if you do intend to watch more of us then you just have to press Rantbox tv into your search engine and you should find us great have a wonderful day or evening
1: <laughs> thanks so much i don't know what i don't know what time of day it is outside
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're a musician you're not supposed to know <laughs> bye-bye
1: thank you john